Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast A Chat with Agatha. My name is Agatha Langer and I am a relationship coach and I help women build healthy, sustainable relationships. I help them deepen the connection or even build or rebuild the connection that they have with their partner and not only with their partner because today we're going to be talking about authenticity and how the lack of it can actually affect relationships. And you know what? I will be focusing on the relationships uh, with your partner or with your husband, but really all the principles I'll be talking about can be applied to any relationship that you have, whether it's your friends or your family members, your parents, your child, even any relationships. So when we talk about authenticity, we kind of think about being yourself right whatever that means we're going to be digging into it a little bit because a lot of times when i work with clients women will be like well i don't even know if i am authentic or if i'm not i'm not sure what i even want anymore if the answer that i gave was true to me or it wasn't so sometimes we're just so deep and lost into the patterns that we've been conditioned to and um and sometimes and i'm going to say it sometimes even the lies meaning like that inauthentic behavior that we display and that we choose over and over again that becomes kind of our standard right and sometimes we don't even know how to be authentic anymore so let's dig into it and um again lack of um authenticity i would call it lack of maybe integrity with yourself meaning that you know deep inside that what you want to do or what you want to say uh is kind of not what you wanted not what you thought not what you desired but you said it anyway for whatever reasons and we're going to be discussing those reasons just today so the first thing that i have written right here on my notes that i keep picking it is uh, doing anything to keep that other person happy. Let's talk about your partner, right? So we might be, if we are a people pleaser, meaning we do things for others just so we can avoid the conflict or we can avoid maybe an argument or those conversations when we're being either accused or something or criticized, we're going to do anything to stay away from it and do almost like that um it's almost like paving a path that is as far away from the conflict or or the possibility the possibility of a conflict as possible so first what you're going to be doing is kind of learning and assessing okay what makes him happy what makes him kind of quiet and what makes him um, not want to argue or not want to criticize, criticize, right? And we know those things. We learn those things about our partner and we make kind of like those mental notes, right? Sometimes it's those simple things as making a dinner that he likes. And there's nothing wrong with making a dinner that your partner right, likes. There's nothing wrong with it. But if we're choosing this over and over again, although we know that like we hate let's say macaroni and cheese but we make that for him all the time because he loves him loves it it's almost like we're forsaking ourselves just so somebody else can be happy and then again there's nothing wrong with it the the part that we go wrong with is we when we take it too far 
because we're just so afraid of criticism. Or maybe it's as simple as him raising his voice, right? Maybe we've been exposed to criticism and parents yelling at us and it triggers us so badly that we just fall into those patterns or if doing anything um, and something else could be, for instance, agreeing with him, right? Because you know that maybe from childhood, if you were to disagree with your parents, you would get yelled at, maybe spanked, maybe go uh, go and time out, or maybe you would be, um, well, I used to be told, do not ever talk back to me, do not ever talk back to me, like I'm your parent and you're the child, right? So, so yet there is a lot of that conditioning that's happening and we're just trying to avoid those triggers by doing anything to please the other person, but by the same time, we're kind of forsaking who we are. Um, how to check on this you might ask yourself a simple thing you're going out to a restaurant to eat and um and and so you're discussing okay so where are we gonna go and you might be like yeah what, wherever you want to go right here's the red flag and here is the sign that a lot of times don't you don't even know what you want or you even afraid to say hey you know i really love this restaurant that has the fresh salads and whatnot and I don't, I can't eat, I, I can't do Italian, but it's not my favorite. And, and the past times, 10 times when you went out, you always chose Italian because you know that your husband likes it. By the way, my husband does like Italian, but he also knows what I like. So, and yeah, there is a way to compromise. I mean, there are restaurants that, that have both, right? And you know what, as far as like food goes, because I gave you that example, if the really, if you really do not go to a restaurant because your husband hates certain foods and you know he's just not going to eat like my husband is like that like he just won't eat it so obviously i'm not going to do that so in order for me to to get what i like i might take my child out you know to go out with me or my friends and we might go to the favorite restaurant so there are always ways around it but what i would invite you to do is to become aware of those patterns because you might you might, like I was saying, you might be so deep into that. It might be like second nature to you. And after a while, you're like, what do I actually really like? Do I even know? And so the next point that it brings me to is trust. Because if we say something just to appease to others, if we say something just to avoid conflict, then you know a lot of times what comes out of our mouth is just simply a lie. So, and sometimes it might come to a situation where you might be called on it and and uh, your partner might ask you, well, then why did you say that? And you're like, well, I was just trying to make you happy. Or I was just trying not to make you mad. Or I know you usually get upset when you hear this or that. So I was just, I just didn't say anything, right? But then it it is like a bulldozer for any trust that you have in your relationship. Because if that was me and I knew that my partner was saying things just to make me happy, just to not upset me, then next time I needed an, an honest answer or opinion from him, I would be wondering if he just said it just to make me happy. Hey, how do I look in this dress? Okay, that's a sticky one, right? Oh, you look beautiful, honey. You always, always look beautiful, honey. That was, uh, that was just a side joke. But you know what I mean. If you need a, an honest answer, um, and again, I was I 
mentioned at the beginning that it's not just in relationships with your partner, right? It could be with you with your mom, uh, mom, dad, or your friend. And if you kind of start recognizing that the person is just saying things just to make you happy or just to agree with you, then you're like, then you know that next time you ask for something, you probably are not going to receive an honest answer that you were looking for. So the trust, definitely the lack of authenticity is something that will ruin the trust that you have in your relationship. And another, another thing, the lack of authenticity is not going to allow for those open and a lot of times hard and difficult conversations that you have. And some things just like really need to be said, some things just really need to be talked about and talked through so that you know where the other person stands. Because when you don't, when you don't go into those deep conversations and those honest conversations, because you just avoid them and hey, we're, a lot of us are not conflict people. A lot of times avoid it like plague, right? Like, no, just keep me away from conflict. And sure, you don't want to start it just to start a conflict. It's not about that. Besides, tough conversations don't have to equate to conflict. You can actually talk to them, in, talk to your partner about difficult things. You know, a lot of times those difficult things could be money, raising children. Those are really like some some really difficult uh, topics to discuss, but they could be done in a very mature manner without, you know, getting offended, without yelling, without taking offense, like just, just in a very, um, very mature, right? Very mature and connected way. And that's like a, a brick that's going to actually bring you together instead of separating you. Um, if you keep avoiding those difficult conversations because you want to just like you're lying to yourself that you're fine you're not being authentic and true to yourself that you really want to express something you want to tell him how you feel you want to tell him what you think about it you want to tell him it's a heck bad idea to go and do something or maybe you had experience with it before and it's turned out in a certain way and you just want to give him that although you know he's on a totally opposite side right you want to do it but then when you don't know where you are standing then it leads to miscommunication and then possibly eventually even a bigger conflict a bigger blow up because it just keeps accumulating those little misunderstandings those little hidden things that sometimes you are not trying to hide but because you're not talking about them you kind of hide them right and then it becomes a guessing game and guessing games are one of the most dangerous things in in any relationship and sometimes we make assumptions without even trying like we're just we're just used to collecting the, the cues from um, like from his behavior, right? Or from his words. And it's not like we're sitting and we're like, okay, I'm just going to guess what he's thinking, right? But we're so used to not asking a question to clarify what he or somebody else meant. Because we're avoiding, we're avoiding conversations, right? We're not used to asking for clarification that we just are taught 
and programmed and conditioned to make assumptions. And in heck, I can't tell you how many times in my life between the two of us, something came up and he was asking me like, well, what did you do with it? Or, um, or how did this thing go? Or, or why did you not call me? Or why did this happen? I'm like, well, I just thought, I mean, I presumed you wouldn't be interested because you never do this or that, right? I can't even tell you how many times. Because I know that I've been programmed that way just to kind of assume. And so, and then, you know, my husband went, well, I wish you had asked me because that's completely not true. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now we have, again, that, that bond of trust, that kind of disappointment on both sides that's happening and me feeling guilty on top of it, right? Instead of just really asking in the first place, just when you do ask, make sure it's not... It, it comes from the place of heart energy and not so much of accusing him or, uh, you know, the tone of voice can just pretty much say anything and just the way you, you word things. So just be careful about that um, when you go and you start asking questions. And another thing that I have written down here is when you play the game of avoidance um, or the game of just not expressing yourself as you would like to then you know there's almost it's almost like that paradox because we get into a relationship where we want that safe space to be ourselves like we want to be a partner to somebody but we also want to be ourselves and then in the end we kind of like lose ourselves we're like like i don't even know who you are who i am i became this person so that i can be this person for my partner and then suddenly I don't know who I am. Like my identity is is me for him. It, it's it's not me anymore. I don't know what I want. I don't know what my life desires, what my dreams are. Maybe you've even forsaken your own dreams just so that your partner can pursue his. And that already is um, is putting a toll on you because this, this resentment and disappointment as much as you're trying to tell yourself that you've done it for the good of your relationship and for the best of your marriage or you're sacrificing yourself for another person and you're just happy to do it sometimes somewhere it's going to come up as huge resentment and disappointed you might be projecting that resentment and anger toward the other person but really you're going to be disappointed with yourself because you just weren't true to yourself. You weren't courageous enough to say, you know what, my dreams are important too. My life is important, my needs are important too. It's important to me that I eat at this restaurant and not that restaurant. <laughs> it might seem funny to you. Because you're like, well, this is just little things. Yeah, but it starts with the little things and it ends up with the big things. Because if we can't tackle the little things, how are we ever supposed to tackle the bigger things, the life-changing things, like the big things in life, right? Such as our career or maybe or maybe children, how we raise them. So having that connection, building that connection by being authentic, by being true, it also allows us to show ourselves and the other person that our relationship is a safe space to be. 
that yes, this is the space where you can tell me how you feel and you can be honest with me. Whereas where we're allowing to be dishonest with ourselves by not saying our true feelings, opinion, thoughts, holding things back, kind of just like playing the game of, okay, I'm going to avoid this and this, I'm going to pave this another way, just, just so we can be like happy. But it's not the kind of happy that is that deep, fulfilling happy. It's just the happy that is just like, just as long as we don't fight, there is no conflict, then everything's going to be okay. Well, it's not. Because then what happens is that you're not just wrapped in the feelings of, of that resentment and feeling lost, feeling like you don't heck know who you really are. But also that intimacy between the two of you. And I'm talking both about emotional intimacy and the physical one. It is going to, there's going to be a huge wedge right there. And it's going to be driving you apart. Because especially most of people who listen to my podcast are women. And you know, guys are about like physical intimacy. Guys are a little bit different. Like you put a mini skirt on and they just like good to go, right? <laughs> and for us women, we need that emotional connection. We need that maybe like that deep talk, knowing that he really cares, cares about us, that he's there for us, that he's that creating that safe space and you're too... And, and and then you kind of fall into his arms and, um, and and you kind of and you become one right so we you know as a woman that you need that however again I'm being very honest and straightforward with you that you need to start creating this this honest and connected place where you can trust each other you, you need to really have your own input into that you can't just wait that somebody else will do that for you or that he will start so another thing that i have um noted here is the matter of respect um i just want to remind you that in order for you to respect yourself you really need to be aligned with your own truth. You need to act in alignment with who you are, which means your authentic self, right? That's how we create trust. And again, I was talking about, um, you know, asking for opinion and receiving an honest answer. Well, if you give somebody an honest an answer, aren't you building trust? in the relationship the same way when somebody gives you an honest answer it's like I, you know what i can really trust that person because i know they will always tell me the truth i know my kids will always tell me the truth i'm like guys look at this outfit how does it look and they're like well my husband he's not gonna go there right <laughs> i know it will be like well i'm not picking that five i'm not i'm not going is that a tricky question by the way right but my kids, they don't care because they don't have a stake in the game that way in it, right? So they will always say me. And I really admire that. And then also I want to invite you to see and check against different environments that you find yourself in. And see if you're the same person. Like meaning at work 
or with your friends or at home? Where are you pulling back? Where are you stopping yourself from certain things? From showing that full person and personality that you are? And where you are really falling into those patterns of, no, I need to be that. I need to take on that identity so I can and fill in the blanks. Because there's usually some kind of either avoiding something or trying to gain something, gain avoidance. Another thing that I wanted to mention here is that a lot of times it's actually a very limiting belief to think that we need to be a certain way and behave a certain way for that other person, for him to either accept us or like us, or maybe we deep down have a fear that our partner is going to just kind of be looking for somebody else and leave us, or maybe just not enjoy us or our company in general if we become somebody else, meaning that true authentic person, like that was somebody else, right? Now that that's you to begin with. Somebody else is that inauthentic person that's just pretending to be uh, that person that, that, that you think needs to fulfill a cert certain role for your partner. And a lot of times we become like needy emotionally because we need that person or your, par your partner, your husband, we needed them to, uh, to maybe be calm, right? Or not to pick up, pick on an argument or not to criticize, not to this, not to that. Like we need them to be, and we become needy ourselves because we demand certain behavior from them. And it happens on a very unconscious or subconscious level. And then we think that if we become that strong person who is, who is not afraid to have an opinion, who will always say what they like or they dislike, who will always blur out, um, you know, your thoughts or, or show emotions. Maybe we think that showing emotions is weakness. But that shows that you are, you can be a, a person who can stand on their two feet who can be that independent person, who can be that strong person. And yes, there is that piece of you that will be in a relationship and will be doing those beautiful things, acts of service to your partner, right? Like cooking his favorite meal or anything else you can think of that he, he might like, right? Yes, of course, but it's going to be more aware and conscious behavior and not just like that pre-programmed robot behavior just to avoid certain things. And I promise you that when you bring out that part of you out and you let it and you let it speak, it is going to be so attractive to the other side. It is going to be so appealing. And you're going to gain respect for yourself and you're going to be more happy with yourself because you're not going to be playing any more games. You're just going to be you. And then you can say to your partner, well, take it or leave it. But guess what? He'll like it. Not always. There are people who are, who actually prey on energy. Um, I don't want to call them by a certain name. You might, you might think of it. If you're thinking of it, fine. But I don't want to say it. But yes, there are certain people who prey on energy of others, on the weaknesses, because they know that they can, um, they can kind of steal energy or... 
uh, have that person be a victim when they are um, when they are showing weaknesses and they they cannot stand on their own to feed emotionally mentally and they prey on that so that person would not be happy if you came to your you know if you grew your self-confidence and came to your authentic self and just really connected to who you are <clears throat> that person wouldn't be happy but most of the time in those relationships that i'm talking about uh that you have with your partner or with your husband it will be really very very appealing and attractive to see that that you can actually take care of yourself wow you're strong wow you're this you're that wow i didn't know this side of you wow thank you for that and it might be a learning curve to to be to for, for your husband right to recognize wow something's different here what's going on like i'm not used to you just blurting things out or saying things or doing this or doing that so it might be a learning curve for him to see like okay what's going on here <laughs> you're showing me another side of you um regardless in my opinion being authentic is always the best route to go because you don't have to play games you can just simply be yourself whether it's that quiet self maybe it's that outspoken self that wild partying thing or that quiet uh read a book kind of person it doesn't matter right but it does pay off uh building authenticity is a huge part of what i do uh in how i um in my coaching programs of what i do and what i walk women through if you want to learn more about it, I have a masterclass coming up in September and I'm going to put a link to it underneath you. You can register and I would love to have you there. The masterclass is totally free and it's online. It, it, will, um, uh, it will happen via Zoom. And yeah, I would love to have you there. I am, um, we're chatting about how to fix relationships, how to have the best relationships that you have. And yes, it's possible. Do not let anybody ever tell you that a happy and fulfilling relationship is not possible because that ain't true <laughs> this is not why we why we came here to earth we didn't come here just to have conflict in our relationships and um and be somebody who we're not so thank you so much for listening and um until next time <laughs>